Welcome to God's Story, the narrative adaptation of the Bible. This week's chapter covers the books of 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, 1st and 2nd Peter, as well as some original writing based on church tradition. Though the facts have been lost to time, Paul, it seems, was released from house arrest after his trial before Nero and began yet another journey, along with his protégés and longtime companions, Timothy and Titus, spreading the story of Jesus and encouraging those who already believed. Paul likely left Titus in Crete to oversee the church there, while Timothy stayed in Ephesus upon their return. When Paul reached Philippi, he sent each of them a letter of encouragement. To Timothy, he wrote, Timothy, my dear son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus our Savior and Lord. When I went to Macedonia, I asked you to stay in Ephesus so that you could tell some of the people there to stop spreading false teachings and to stop being obsessed with myths and pointless family trees. All of this was spreading confusion and division instead of advancing God's kingdom. Love from a pure heart, good conscience, and sincere faith is the key. And some people seem to have forgotten that. Instead, they devote themselves to meaningless talk, as though they were experts of a law they don't understand. The law is good when used properly, but the law is not made for the righteous, but for lawbreakers, rebels, the ungodly, the unholy, murderers, those who disgrace their marriage covenant, human traffickers, liars, anything that is opposed to the teachings of Jesus. I thank God that he has chosen me for this task. Even though I once spoke against God's truth and was a violent man who hunted Christians, I was shown abundant mercy because I acted out of ignorance. Here's some good advice for you, Timothy. Jesus came to earth to save sinners, and I'm the worst one. He did this to show his amazing patience as an example for everyone who follows him. Pray for everyone whether they are your fellow Christians or people in authority over you so that you can live peaceful, quiet, holy lives. This is good and pleases God, who wants everyone to be saved by believing the truth. There is one God and one mediator between God and people, and that is Jesus, who gave himself as a sacrifice for all people. This is why I was made an apostle. So, as Christians... Focus on prayer, unity, peacefulness, and good deeds. And when you worship God, don't dress or act in a way meant to distract others and draw attention to yourself. Worship isn't about you. Here's some more good advice. Anyone who wants to be in a position of authority in the church is requesting a noble task. This person should be above reproach, a good spouse, calm, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, a good teacher, not a drunk, gentle, peaceful, not greedy. They should take care of the spiritual needs of their own family first. How can someone take care of God's church if they aren't taking care of their own family? They should not be recently converted to Christianity or they might become conceited. They should also have a good reputation with non-Christians. I hope to see you soon, but I'm sending this letter just in case I'm delayed, so you will know how people ought to behave in the church. 
The Holy Spirit clearly says that in the future, some will abandon their faith and follow the deceiving teachings of demons. These teachings will come from hypocritical liars whose consciences have been burned away. They will forbid people from marrying or eating certain foods, which God created to be eaten with thanks for those who know the truth. Everything God created is good and should not be rejected if it is eaten with thanks, because it is made holy by prayer. If you explain this to your church, you will be a good teacher, fed by the truth of your faith and the good teaching you have followed. Ignore superstitions. Instead, train yourself to be like God. Physical training is good now, but spiritual training is good now and in the life to come. This is why I work so hard, because my hope is in God, who saves everyone who believes. Teach your church, and don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. In what you say and do, in love, faith, and purity, set an example for everyone. Until I arrive publicly, read the word of God, pray and teach, work hard, devote yourself entirely to your church, pay attention both to what you believe and how you live your life so that you can save not only yourself but those around you. Treat everyone like they're a part of your family, brothers, sisters, mothers, and fathers. Take care of those in your church who can't take care of themselves. People like widows. I'm referring to older widows who can't take care of themselves and have lived out their faith diligently. If your mother or grandmother is a widow, then put your faith into practice by taking care of those who took care of you. The leaders in your church deserve special honor. Allow them to earn a living wage. Do not act on an accusation against them unless it can be corroborated by witnesses. But if they are sinning, they should be publicly rebuked as a warning. Follow these instructions completely and without favoritism. This is what you should insist on. If someone does not agree with the teachings of Jesus and his apostles, they are conceited and ignorant. They have an unhealthy interest in causing divisive conflict and using God to gain wealth for themselves. We should be content with what we have. We came into the world with nothing and we can't take anything with us. Those that want to get rich become tempted towards greed and fall into the trap of foolish and harmful desires. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, but Timothy, you are a man of God. Flee from these things and try to live like Jesus. Keep fighting for your faith and keep hoping in the promise of eternal life. Tell those who are rich not to put their faith in their wealth, but in God. Tell them their riches should come from their generous good deeds. Paul. To Titus, he wrote, To my son in the faith, Titus, grace and peace from God the Father and Jesus our Savior. The reason I left you in Crete was so you could take care of what was left unfinished and appoint church leaders in every town. They should be of the highest character, be faithful spouses, and be good parents of children who share their faith and character. A church leader is like the head of God's household, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not violent, drunk, or dishonest, but instead hospitable, good, honest, and self-controlled. We should treasure the story of Jesus so that he can teach people well. 
There are many rebellious people, full of meaningless talk and deception. They need to be stopped. They are disrupting whole households with their false teachings that are designed to make them money. Their minds are corrupted. They claim to know God, but their actions say otherwise. Rebuke them sharply so that they will hopefully return to the faith. Teach the people to do what is good. Teach them to show self-control. Be respectable, strong in faith, love, and endurance. To be honest, pure, and serious when they speak. If you are someone's servant, act in a way that makes the story of Jesus more compelling to your master when they hear it. Our salvation teaches us to say no to ungodliness while we hope and wait for the return of our Savior Jesus. There was a time when we were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of temptations. But then the kindness of God appeared and saved us, not because we deserved it, but because of his mercy. We were reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. We became children of God and were given eternal life. Remember this, so you will devote yourselves to doing good. Avoid pointless arguments. Warn people that go out of their way to cause division a couple of times and then have nothing to do with them. Try to come and see me as soon as you can. Everyone here sends their greetings. Grace be with you. Paul. It is also believed that during Paul's fourth journey, Nero, having grown tired of the unrest in his empire, had Peter arrested and imprisoned, as he was widely seen as the leader of the movement. While in prison, awaiting his trial before the emperor, Peter wrote letters which were shared with believers throughout the Roman Empire and beyond. He wrote, To all the Christians who have been scattered throughout the world, who were chosen by God to be obedient to Jesus throughout the, through the effort of the Holy Spirit, grace and peace to you. You have been born into a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus. You have an everlasting inheritance waiting for you in heaven. This is your joy. Even though in this life for a short while you may suffer, these trials will refine your faith, making it more lasting and precious than purest gold. Even though you have not seen Jesus, you believe in him, love him, and are filled with joy because you know he has saved you. The prophets carefully searched for when the time of this salvation would be, knowing that their prophecies were for you. Even the angels longed to know when this would happen. So, because of this hope and salvation, you should be like obedient children. Don't keep living like you did when you were ignorant of Jesus. Be holy like Jesus is holy. You weren't saved from your empty lives passed down to you by your ancestors with silver and gold. You were saved by the blood of a perfect sacrificial lamb, Jesus. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but revealed to us in this time. Get rid of all wicked thoughts, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. Be like newborns who crave pure milk, spiritual, so that you can grow up in your faith. Jesus is a stone rejected by the builders, that is humanity, but who has become the cornerstone of a new temple. 
to God and to those who believe. This stone is precious, but to others it is a stumbling block because they disobey the message they've received, what they were destined for. You are also like blocks in this new temple, royal priests, a holy nation, God's special prize. So praise the one who called you out of darkness and into light, who gave you mercy and who made you his people. Sinful desires wage war in your soul. Turn from them and live good lives among those who don't believe so that they might come to God in the end. Do good to silence the talk of the ignorant. Live as free people, but don't let your freedom be a cover for doing evil. Show proper respect to everyone, whether to God, your fellow believers, or even those who rule over you by the authority of the emperor. Be willing to suffer, even if you've done nothing wrong. In this way, you are just like Jesus, who was killed even though he was innocent. He did not retaliate against those who insulted and beat him, but submitted himself to God, the just judge. Peter. This letter would prove to be the last recorded thoughts of Peter, for it is believed that he was indeed executed sometime after this by Emperor Nero. Legend says that he was to be crucified like Jesus, but he demanded to be hung upside down as he did not see himself as worthy of replicating the death of his savior and friend. Paul, likely, heard the news of his co-laborer's death while still on his journey, and though Nero had executed one leader of this movement, he thought the only way to truly rid himself and his empire of its influence was to do away with Paul, too. So it is believed that when Paul returned to Corinth, he was arrested and taken to Rome once more. While awaiting another trial, Paul once again wrote to Timothy. Timothy, my dear son in Jesus, grace, mercy, and peace of God our Father be with you. Remember that the Holy Spirit is not timid, but powerful, and it is inside you. Do not be ashamed of the story of Jesus or my story that has resulted in my imprisonment. Join with me by God's power in suffering for that story. He saved us and calls us to a holy life, not because of what we've done, but through his mercy. This mercy has been there for us since the beginning of time, but has only recently appeared in the form of Jesus, our Savior, who destroyed death and brings immortality through his story. This is the story I have been called to tell. Remember, as a Christian leader, you are like a soldier, an athlete, and a farmer. A soldier doesn't get involved in civilian matters, but only focuses on following his commanding officer. An athlete can't win the race if he doesn't run the course. And a farmer should be the first person to taste his crops. God will give you insight into what this means. I may be chained, but the story of Jesus will not be chained. Remember, if we die with him, we will live with him. If we suffer for him, we will rule with him. If we disown him, he will disown us. But even if we are faithless, he remains faithful. 
keep reminding your church not to have pedantic arguments. They're of no value. They only ruin those who listen to them. Avoid godless chatter which spreads like a disease. Some have abandoned what's true and claim the resurrection has already happened, destroying the faith of those who listen to them. But God's solid foundation will remain strong. Pursue godliness and avoid foolish arguments. You're not meant to argue with or be resentful of people, but be able to kindly teach everyone, even if they oppose you, with the hope that they will be led to the truth and escape the traps of Satan. Be warned that the final days will be terrible. People will become greedy, arrogant, abusive, ungrateful, disobedient, unloving, unforgiving, lying, out of control, betraying, rash, hedonistic, godless narcissists. People like this worm their way into people's lives and turn them from the truth. But you know my teaching, how I live, my purpose, my faith, patience, love, suffering, and endurance. Everyone who tries to live a godly life will suffer, but continue believing and doing what you know is right. Since you were a small child, you've studied God's word, which made you wise so that you had faith when you heard the story of Jesus. All the words of the prophets that were written down, and we still read, were breathed by God, and they are useful for teaching people to become more godly. Always be prepared to patiently and carefully teach the truth to people, because a time is coming when people will not listen to the truth, but will instead surround themselves with teachers who only say what they want to hear. My life is soon going to be poured out like wine. I fought the good fight and finished the race. I have kept my faith, and I know Jesus is waiting for me with a crown in hand. Do your best to come and see me. Bring John Mark, too. Everyone except Luke has left me. Also, bring my scrolls and the cloak that I left behind. Watch out for Alexander the metal worker. He's opposed to us and caused me a lot of trouble. Send my love to everyone there. Especially... Priscilla and Aquila. Paul. History doesn't reveal whether Timothy and John Mark arrived in time to see Paul. It's believed that Paul spoke the truth when he said his life would be poured out like wine, for he's thought to not have escaped Nero's judgment and was beheaded. Both he and Peter believed, as Paul wrote, that like their Savior, whom they dedicated their lives to, they would be raised from the dead and live alongside Jesus forever. Only legends remain of the other apostles' fates. It's believed that Andrew was crucified in Greece. Thomas was killed by soldiers' spears in India. Philip was executed by a Roman official in Asia Minor. Matthew was stabbed to death in Ethiopia. Nathaniel was skinned in Asia Minor. James, the son of Altheus, was beaten to death in Syria. Simon the Zealot and Jude Thaddeus were killed in Persia for refusing to sacrifice to their sun god. Matthias, who replaced Judas Iscariot after his suicide, was burned to death in Syria. Approximately 60 years after the death of Jesus, the only apostle that survived 
was John. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Matt. If uh, you'd like a transcript of this chapter or any of the previous chapters, you can get them at mattsgodstory.blogspot.com. That's M-A-T-T-S-G-O-D-S-S-T-O-R-Y.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to shoot me an email, you can do that at mattsgodstory at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you'll join me for the next and final chapter. God bless.